What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks for tuning into this episode. And to let you know that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast platforms and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 148th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, a.k.a. the fourth greatest Grenadian of all time, a.k.a. the Little Wayne of podcasts, because I will get on any podcast and hit it with the J train. Perfect. Let's welcome my co-host, Big Thad. What's going on, my man? What it do? What it do? I'm good, man. What's going on with you? You all right? Doing good, man. How uh, how's everything going so far this week? Good, you know what I'm saying. Finished uh, one last project, and then I got one more group project, which I hate. I hate group projects. So. <laughs> good. What's what is it about the group project that you hate? It's. I want to say it has to do more because everybody is all over the place. All right, so you know, like. I'm here on the East Coast. Uh-huh. I, I might have somebody in like Texas, you know, different time zone. Like I had actually this semester, I got one person that's in Afghanistan and like deployed in Af- Afghanistan. You know oh, what I'm wow. So like, I can't tell you how many hours ahead or what Afghanistan is right now, but uh, you know, you got to work with that and deal with that sometimes. And then you have some, you know, other students where, they really don't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> trying to communicate with them is an issue, <laughs> trying to get them to do their part of the project by t- certain time period. So we can get the organize the whole project together into one document, you know, stuff like that. It, it, it's just crazy, man. Sometimes I like, sometimes I just end up taking over the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like being the leader of the group type Perfect. deal. That's what you got to do, man. Sometimes that is what you got to do with some of these group projects, man. I I had one for a sociology class where it was a group of five of us and two people didn't do anything like at all. Right. And and, uh, because I, I did my part. I had to ask the others like, yo, did they chime in with theirs? And like the other two were like, nah, like we did the rest. Like I was like, oh, all right. So when it came to the, um, 
critique of the rest of the the rest of the uh the group members. I was like, man, they ain't contribute anything. Not right. not single thing at all. What's up, my man Miguel? What's going on, man? Thanks for tuning in to the show, man. What's good with you, man? Communicate with us throughout the show, man. We'll be looking forward to not only your comments and questions, also the comments and questions of everyone else out there watching right now on the live stream. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Big Fed, um, what else is going on in, in, in I guess, with school? What, what else is going on with that um, specific group project that you had? Not other than that, man, you know, uh, this one, I have about two weeks left of this course, and then I have two more, and then uh, I get my master's, man. Hey! It's been quick. It's been quick, bro. Like, my first course was, like, I want to say April of 2020. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. It was June of 2020. And now here we come, you know what I'm saying? Like I could finish up in September, but uh I have an internship coming up in May. So I'm gonna hold off on my final course until that internship's done and then uh do the course. I either either I'm gonna do the course in September or I might hold off and do it to January. Mm-hmm. So I gra- so I can potentially walk in person. <laughs> in may upcoming may not not this year may next year may you know what I'm yeah saying? So. I, f- I feel you on that one because uh i'm graduating in, in in the in the fall and the way this country's acting up i'm getting real nervous about a in-person graduation and, and you know what i i didn't take this long to get a degree to then just watch it on the television screen. I, I know people had to do it last year. You know, look, you look. know what? We can't do this again. You know what? Let's let's try to time this out, man. You know what I'm saying? If let's we'll we'll, we'll talk, right? And we'll make a decision because there could be a possibility we just graduate together. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to finish up in December. Uh if anything no, 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 no. I'm saying we walk like you could finish up in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could choose to walk oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in December uh-huh. or you could you know walk in the spring. So it's up to you, man. And like, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Like if if they're talking about yeah, we're not having in person graduations by December, I'm I'm like, all right, I'm waiting till till May then. I, yeah. I, like if you do, if you do that. They'll still send you your diploma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll have your diploma in the end of December, early January. But then, hey, let's, if you want to hold it out until May ish, depending. Um, Because the reason why I might be holding out more so is because I don't want to do the online video that they send you Mm. and the little box they send you saying, Congrats, you have graduated. And this is a little box with like a couple little like party favors and yeah. whatnot. And nah. that's it. No, no, no. So yeah, I mean, if you want to do that, we could do it because that means we could get a lot of the family there with all the tickets we can get. <laughs> that's true. That is very, 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 very true, man. We got uh actually I just wrapped up two classes yesterday. I know for sure I got an A and one. All right. There's another one where I'm right on that line of a B and an A, like right there. So it all depends on how the teacher grades the last two assignments. You know, they like to be petty. 
You know what I'm saying? It'll be like a half a point and they won't even round it up. You know what I'm saying? This one professor, I don't think he's going to be petty. Um, but I think he'll probably, I don't think he's going to be petty. So we'll have to see how, how it all plays out. I had one teacher, uh, last semester for my accounting class where I was a full, like two points from a B, I mean, from an A, Uh but she said, Oh, you've been so great all year. I'm going to just like put in some points somewhere. So you can get it. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, thank you." <laughs> hey, 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 yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I have one class currently for the week, and then two more classes start next week. Oh, okay, okay. So at the okay, end of the okay. semester, I'll be done with fifteen credits. I feel like at this point in my life, I can't do fifteen credits traditionally. I got to break it up like this. No, no, no! You got to, you got to. Nah. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it like I used to do when I was eighteen, nineteen years old, doing right. fifteen credits. You know, traditionally, where you go into class nearly every day or or three times a, a week. Right, right, right. No, I feel you on that. That's how I it was in community college. Yeah, I got to break it down. I got to break it down. Um, we got a lot to get into for today's show. I'm going to recap All Star Weekend in the NBA. Also, other NBA news. My boy Dak Prescott. Perfect. We'll get into the news with Dak Prescott. Mm. Other NFL news. We'll also get into our sports free zone. We got a lot to talk about in the sports free zone. Going to talk about the new COVID relief bill, the interview, Oprah Winfrey's interview with Prince Harry and Princess Meghan Markle. Hello. Yep, yep. We're going to also get into what were some of the other topics we said. I got to look at the rundown now. I actually have quite a few. Oh, Andrew Cuomo under fire. <laughs> He's under fire. Woo. Woo. Uh, we're going to talk about the Black Lives Matter organization, the donations that they received recently, and what should come out of that. And... All-Star Weekend from a fan's perspective. We'll get into that, and then we'll talk about... We'll wrap up the show with part two of Women's in Sports. Uh, Women in Sports. Last week, we had Erica Fernandez. If you missed last week's episode, make sure you check it out on YouTube or Facebook on our respective pages. Also, subscribe to the podcast where podcasts are available, and that includes Anchor, Apple... Uh, we have Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and any other major podcast platform. Does Let's Google, now get to the, which does is Google that? have one? They do, but I mean, we're on there. Uh, when I look at the stats, uh, right, right. I think like I don't think anyone actually uses Google Podcast to listen to our podcast. <laughs> like, I wasn't sure if they had a podcast thing. You know yeah, people, people. I mean, people listen on all the other platforms. Right, right. I got you. I got you. Like, I, I get data that says, okay, you get a certain amount of listeners that list, listeners that listen on this platform and in that one. Google, big fat zero. But hey, we're on there still. So. <laughs> it, is what it, is. it is what it is. It is what it is. Let's now get to NBA All Star Weekend. Big Dad, did you watch any 
of the festivities for NBA All-Star Weekend. Okay, so I first of all, I completely forgot about the All-Star festivities. Completely forgot about it. Uh, actually, a buddy of mine sent me a text. It was like, yo, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, All-Star game. I was like, oh, okay. So I turned on the TV, and it was already halftime of the All-Star game. So I did watch the dunk contest. Then I watched most of the, most of the rest of the game itself. But I didn't see the three-point contest or the skills competition. But I didn't know but I who, didn't, who won the, uh, the three-point competition. So it was dope. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh I felt like overall the weekend was f- for for what was going on. I mean, we're we're still dealing with a pandemic. It is the pandemic season of the NBA. It was pretty decent. I mean, right. everything was in one day. I think it's a great model for the fans. Okay. But for the NBA, I understand one night is you're losing out on two other nights. Right, right, right. It's a lot. It's a lot in one day. Because traditionally, you have the celebrity game on Friday night, then the right. rookie sophomore game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Then you have the, the skills competition, three-point shootout, slam dunk contest on Saturday night. Then on Sunday is the All-Star game. And let's remember, all three nights... The rookie sophomore game, the competitions that are on All-Star Saturday, and the All-Star game on Sunday all have sold out, like, admission. Mm-hmm. So, you missed out on all of those. Of, yeah, all that money. money. <laughs> yeah. A lot of money. <laughs> so, you, you missed out on all that. So, from business standpoint, I know the NBA doesn't like that, but... As a fan, I did. I didn't feel like I had to give up three different nights to see everything. Because honestly, I don't even watch the rookie sophomore game, really. I go back and watch like the highlights later. Mm -hmm. The All-Star Saturday night, usually I'm doing stuff Saturday night. Either church league basketball Turning up, yeah, turning up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know. So I'm kind of like, ah, I'm not catching that. If you put it all on Sunday, it's Sunday. I'm at home. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, I'm at home. I'm you know there because if it was like a football Sunday, I'll be home also. Right. So it was good to, and, and it started like six thirty on the dot. The All Star game, uh, the skills competition went real fast. Like it was done in less than 30 minutes. Did they have the same amount of uh, participants as usual? Yeah, it was uh, eight. Okay. Yeah. Eight. Or was it six? I think it was eight or six. I don't know. Uh, One of those numbers, but it it wrapped up in less than 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. Three point shootout was less than 30 minutes also. Wow. Yeah, like it, it, it was it was then they let the all-star participants in the game warm up a little bit and I believe it started around like eight o'clock, the game itself. Mm-hmm. And and we'll get into that. But let's start with the results of All Star Weekend. 
The skills competition was won by DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis. He was going up against Nikola Vucevic of uh, the Orlando Magic. Okay. Mind you, this competition had Chris Paul and Luka Doncic in it. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) And those two? Yeah, those two lost to those big men that were in the final. Demonte Bonus did not. That man was on fire, like like barely hitting the rim on his shots. It just got to the end because Vucevic actually was ahead of him, and Vucevic took the first shot. He missed. Sabonis took the next shot. He missed. Vucevic shot. He missed, and then Sabonis hit the hit the next shot to end up winning it. There, the three point shootout won by Steph Curry, Mike Conley. Did a very good job in the three-point shootout. He put up 27. So Curry needed to put up 28. And he got 28 on the last basketball. Yeah, he, he didn't look like he was going to win that. He didn't look like he was going to win that. I saw a, a nice, I think it was a, I think it was on Twitter. And they showed that last, him going around. And, uh, whew. Like his first round, I was like, yo, he's not going to lose this joint at all. And then I saw that final. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I was like, he, he might not do it. He might not. I was like, oh, shoot. Last shot. And even uh, Reggie and, and Dwayne Wade, you know, they were kind of saying, oh, I, I've, after I think one of the middle racks, they were like, oh, they don't think he has, but then he caught on fire. Do you like that format where? So they've changed the format. Yeah, even last year was a little different, but this year was different. Uh, traditionally, it's five spots, five basketballs on each rack. With the money ball is the last one on the rack. Yeah, on the rack. Then last year they changed it where one of the racks are all money balls, and then the other four racks have the last basketball as. The money ball. This they had three racks that are in the traditional three-point shots, the corner, top of the key, the two corners and the top of the key. But on the wings, they had areas that were further back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were worth three points. And that's exactly what got Steph Curry back in into the mix because he hit both of those right. three points. And that allowed him to, all right, let me catch up. Then he caught fire. But talking about Mike Conley real quick. He ended up in the All-Star game. Do you know this was his first time as an All-Star? Yeah. Conley? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even when you've seen him play over the years, like, you you know he's a serviceable point guard with some, you know, he's not the average point guard. You know, he's pretty serviceable, even a little above average. But compared to everybody else, nah, I wouldn't. This is I, I'm not surprised that this is his first one. Yeah, it's just uh, that just shows how dominant some of these guards were in the West historically while he's been in the league. Right. That this is his first time. And I believe it really came because of an injury. You know, that's what ultimately happened, I believe. He got it, but I mean, he played with it. He played well in the three point shootout. Then, um, obviously, the first half of the all star game, 
And um, that happened. Then the slam dunk contest. Let's get to the slam dunk contest. Three participants. Obi Toppin, Cassius Stanley. I think that's right. I think that's right. And Anthony Simons. Yo, that that dude could jump out the gym. So let me say this. (laughs) Last week, we spoke about the state of the slam dunk contest. I still stand by what I said about the state of the slam. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. At the same time, all three of those guys can jump out the gym. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? No real, like, the creativity seemed like high schoolish. You know what I'm saying? Compared to usual stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of their dumps, dunks were just way too simple and easy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't. I wasn't impressed, you know what I'm saying, besides them being able to jump out the gym, you know. Simon's with the one where he had the basketball on the little hoop. That yeah. was probably uh I guess you could say that's almost twelve feet or it might have been twelve feet. And he grabbed it and threw it down. That was that was unique um to show off his athleticism. The one where he pretended to kiss the rim, I understand. Right, right. The concept, like, right. COVID. It was just COVID. like, okay. <laughs> but you know what? The funny thing they were like, "Yo, he should have actually kissed the rim." <laughs> yeah, like, he should have actually done it instead right. of, you know, playing as if he he was like he did it. But anyways, it was only three because obviously they wanted Zion Williamson to be in it. He Declined to be in it. Just want to reiterate this this statement. The slam dunk contest is is gonna lack buzz if star players refuse to be in it. And right. you're just saw it. Big facts. Like I think only I think people only saw it because it was during the halftime of the All Star game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, under normal circumstances, I bet you the ratings for the slam dunk contest and just the segment that that is going on would have been lower than a lot of the past ones. And um, lately, a lot of people just want to see like the three point shootout. Like there's more excitement with that lately. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and that that's the thing with the, the change uh, of the game of basketball. And then let's get to the actual all-star game team. LeBron won 171 50. It was Pretty close at the end of the first quarter. It was the second quarter where Team LeBron exploded behind Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard. They they went off, but Giannis, yeah, sixteen for sixteen. I think he missed one. He missed one. No, well, they end up missing one. Oh, they didn't count it. I think they counted it as like a like a turnover. Yeah, because I think he was at one point he was like fourteen to fourteen, and then something happened. And I thought it was just a miss, and then they were like, "Yeah, fourteen to 15. and I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah, okay, that, everyone thought that, but then the statistician, I guess, counted it as a turnover, like a loose ball instead of a a shot attempt <laughs> that allowed him to still have his perfect. Shooter percentage, and he ultimately did from the field. 16 for 16. He was the MVP. Um, 
Damian Lillard hit the game-winning bucket, a deep three. Um, the players were talking. You were hearing them. They were interviewing them in between the games. They had some of them mic'd up throughout the game. So they you were able to hear some of the conversation that they were having. And, and Team LeBron was saying, oh, we're trying to win it on a deep three. They could have easily won if they had just, like, tried to shoot, like, normal baskets. <laughs> right, right, right. Not attempts. But they were like, no, nah, we're trying to have fun. But they were up by so much. So they just started launching threes when it was 140, uh, 167. So they're just like, ah, let's just keep on shooting threes until one of them goes in. And Lillard hit one of them super deep. Bradley Beal on Team Durant, I believe, was the leading scorer, I believe. He had 26 points. He started off the game with an air ball. <laughs> and then after that, it was just like, oh, he's hot. <laughs> like, it's it's one of those things that if Team Durant had won, it would have been a Bradley Beal. Right, he would have right, won the right. MVP. That's how well he played. Zion Williamson, you could tell he was a little nervous. He uh, fumbled some of the alley-oop attempts, botched a couple dunks in the beginning, but then he got a little more comfortable, and then you could see, oh, all right. He he he's good right now. Um, but it was fun seeing Zion Williamson out there with a lot of guys that he grew up watching. LeBron James, this might have been the best thing for LeBron James. He got in the game as the starter, he played. But that second quarter when they blew out team Durant, it was LeBron coasted. He didn't play like the second half. No. He barely played. And I think that was one of the best things. And this is my thing. I don't see why these some some players feel like oh, I'm a good All Star game and I'm gonna work so much on the court. Right. I feel like they do work a lot off the court with all this uh, um, off the court things that they do. But the actual game, you always hear people like, "Oh man, the game is gonna make them so tired for when they return." I'm just like, look, just get them in for eight ten minutes, let them get a few highlights in, and no one's gonna really notice that LeBron's name's not in the game, and that's exactly what happened. Right, especially late in that, uh, in the second half, he sat on the bench the entire time. Um, Steph Curry had one of his um, patented shoot shots and and turning around before it went in. He had a couple of those that those were interesting. Were, were there any other things that you saw in the game that uh that was interesting to you? The back to back half court shots between uh, Steph and. Uh, was it Dame? Mm-hmm. On their same, and they were on the same team. I was dying laughing. I was like, "Yo, this is crazy." <laughs> LeBron, LeBron knew who he was picking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, there were two guys that did not participate in the All Star game, and they were supposed to: Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. They were put into health and safety protocol after their barber tested positive for COVID-19. So uh, they were quarantined. They weren't allowed to play. Luckily for the NBA, they were on opposite teams. So each team was just down one player. And um, they are still in the health and safety protocol. As of now, they have not tested positive. So because of their recent contact with that barber, Joel Embiid for sure will not he will not play, I believe, Thursday night, or is it Friday? Um, and Ben Simmons, because he met that barber later, 
is not playing the first and the second game of the return from the all-star break. They're not sure. I mean, and really we don't need to know, but um, some people are kind of like, well, did the barber have a mask on? And right, that's right. why they're, or did they not have a mask? And that's why they technically have to be in this health and health and safety protocol. Regardless, the NBA is taking this serious and right. just someone that you were in close contact with, even with the math mask, yeah, they're going to say, hey, you got to go get tested. You got to be put into the health health and safety protocol. So I think it's fine. And I think, honestly, that's stuff like we as normal people should be doing. When everyone is not vaccinated, got to wear your mask. And if something comes up, hey, quarantine until you realize that, until you determine if you're positive or negative. And, and that's just how it should be other news in the NBA Blake Griffin. It looks like he's going to sign with the Brooklyn nets. This move, big fan. Does this mean that the nets are the front runners in the East? Now the clear front runners in the East, or is this just, Hey, Blake Griffin's going to be on the team. And the probability is the same before he was on the team. It depends on what Blake Griffin they get. You know what I'm saying? Are they getting the healthy Blake Griffin? I mean, when he was in Detroit, you know, he had his spurts, but then he was also had some injuries. So, I mean, it really depends on where Blake Griffin you're getting. I don't think he's going to be starting. Um, they really don't need him to start. You know what I'm saying? He could come off the bench. But uh, I think they were... It doesn't change with 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 the addition. It doesn't change. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it makes them clear front runners. I mean, on paper, they should be the clear front runners by far on paper. But you know, like I said to us with the cousins in the group chat, I said I'm gonna laugh when they don't even make it to the finals. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. We'll see what happens. The playoffs is a is another beast. We know what they're doing in the regular season. Pretty much one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. But when the postseason comes, scouting is different. You're playing the same team over and over. They're gonna they're, they're gonna know your your strengths and weaknesses. And it's gonna be like the NBA is the one of the few leagues where the best team usually wins. You know. Baseball, it's whoever's kind of hot in September and then into October, unless the best team was also hot late into the season. Right, right. The NFL, I mean, any given Sunday. That's that's right. the adage about the NFL. And the NHL, it's almost like underdogs win a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the NHL. So the NBA usually is the better team is going to win. And um, so we'll see what the Nets, they're going to go through some troubles, but we will definitely see what the Nets, there's rumors that Andre Drummond may be bought out yeah, by the, by the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. What team do you think Andre Drummond would be a best fit for? Best fit, best fit, um, the Wizards. 
Hey, that's fit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sure he's going to want to play for a contender. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he went to the Nets also. I wouldn't be surprised. It'll be one of them type of deals where you have him. I think you would have him start over Jordan. Have Jordan come off the bench with Blake Griffin. And it'll be almost kind of like the Nets team that was there prior to the trades. You know what I'm saying? Prior to the Harden trade, mm-hmm. where you had a decent a decent bench that could start. You know what I'm saying? So I think it'll be. I think he might go to the Nets. Yeah, there's also other reports that Spencer Dinwiddie isn't safe when it comes to being traded. And I think eventually he would be. I think it's just too many players on the team that need the basketball to succeed that it's like, what is Spencer Dinwiddie going to do like with this team? Was he starting still? But he's been injured. So yeah. he hasn't been playing with this team. And that's right, another, right, right. because he was injured, you know, it kind of makes the trade easier in a sense for the Brooklyn Nets. Other news in the NBA, Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard was caught on Twitch yesterday spouting out racial slur, a racial slur. So let me not say racial slurs. <laughs> you know, let me be correct. Yeah, it was just one. It was just out one. A racial slur that was anti-Semitic. He said it while he was playing a first-person shooter. I assume it was Call of Duty, but it could have been another game. I didn't know this. Myers Leonard is a huge like video game player. Like, huge computer player. Computer game player. And he, I even went on his Twitter page when everything broke down and like all the last few uh, tweets were about like giveaways for powerful computers partnerships with video game companies and stuff like that. He has lost several endorsements over this. He issued an apology stating that he didn't really know the magnitude of the slur that he used. Didn't know it was even a slur. Um, I'm paraphrasing by the way, and that he's, he's greatly uh, remorseful for it. It then had people thinking about what happened last year or last season in the bubble where he was one of the few players that stood for the national anthem when the rest of the league did not in the wake of everything that's happened when it came to police brutality against unarmed black women and children. So, and he gave his reasons. I actually didn't have an issue with his reason. He just said, look, for me, like, and my family, uh, the national anthem is pretty important to us, and I'm going to do it. But I also, I'm with my boys, my teammates who are doing what they're doing, and they support me. And that's what it was. Like, the rest of the team uh, w- rallied around him and just was like, that's his choice, and we choose to do this. And that's that's the point of having choices. But then this happened. And so a lot of people were thinking about, oh, so, I mean, where you, did, now the questions are, did you not kneel during a national anthem in solidarity with the players because you didn't really care about what happened? 
And that's where that's where people go on social media. I don't think it's necessarily fair, but I understand why that happens. Uh, what do you have to add to this, Dad? I mean, like we know, we know what the word is. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. we know what it means. You know, it's just one of them things. You know, especially with us, you know, being of color, we know what those words mean to each culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even though we know, and we know how other cultures use the word for certain things, and it might not be against us or against those other cultures and all that. But I mean, us being us, we of course would be like, how do you not know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, how do you just not know? But I don't know his background. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what his educational background was, what he's been you know, uh, exposed to, you know what I'm saying? In his lifetime. So there could be a slight possibility that he really does not know what that word actually means, but has heard it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It might be one of the things where he's heard it from other people and he just didn't know. But then again, he was playing call of duty. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. He could, you know, maybe he thought it had to do with the Germans. I don't know. Uh, you know, playing Call of Duty. I don't know. But well, uh, this is the thing. <laughs> it's just one of the things, man. Like, I, I don't know, man. It's, calling, it's confusing to me. Calling someone by the slur that he used. That's almost like. It was like a master class on slurs. Like you gotta know, like you gotta know. Right. Is like that's just not something that's in normal vernacular. Well, see, like when you listen to it, you hear him like hesitate. Like he, I guess he went like he wanted to say fucking. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sorry, folks, if anybody feels offended by me saying that word, but this is not a kids' podcast. But like it's like he wanted to say fucking and then the slur, but mm. he like it was like he held off because he realized he was on Twitch and kids watch Twitch, so he didn't want to say fucking, but then he said the slur like it was no <laughs> big deal. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of like maybe he really didn't know because he caught himself from saying fucking. Because when you listen to it, it's like, yeah, he's definitely gonna put fucking. You know, yeah, like yeah. that that space that space was fucking. That's exactly what that was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't I don't believe him at all. I don't. I think he he knew what he was saying and he realized, oh, like this was live, and <laughs> and actually, I don't I don't even think he realized it because there's footage of later in the same session where. He gets a phone call and he's like, yo, I got to take this phone call. And he picks up the phone and he's on the phone and he just gets quiet. And then obviously a little later from what I hear, I didn't continue watching, but from what I hear is like shortly after that's when the stream ends. And yeah, I think he knew exactly what he's doing now. So, he was somebody a, called him up. Somebody called him up. Was like, "Yo, you just realized what you just did." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he was already out for the season due to a shoulder injury, but 
The Miami Heat have said that they've put him on leave. The NBA said they're investigating it. Thad, what do you think should happen to Myers Leonard? Well, I think they'll definitely, you know, suspend him or whatever. But they should probably do what they did with uh, what the NFL did with uh, Deshaun Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like, or did he do that himself? He might have done it that himself but you know due to you know the awareness training of you know yada 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 you know what i'm saying i don't think he should lose his career like never be able to play in nfl nba again Mm -hmm. even though that might end up being the case not because of what the nba will say about it in their investigation but teams just might be like yo or players be like yeah we don't want this dude on our team you know what I'm saying? And next thing you know, he's never playing again. Kobe Bryant, this was 10 years ago. Said it a, a, he, 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 he called a referee a gay slur 10 years ago. And a lot has changed. But <laughs> yeah, ten, a lot has changed in that 10 years. Yeah. 10 years ago, he was fined $100,000 for that. And I understand he's Kobe Bryant, but yes, that was a hundred thousand dollars. That was actually pretty high for a player and for for a fine, just yeah. for a fine. And yeah, I'm not sure. If, I can't remember if he was suspended, but got that fine. NBA did put out a whole bunch of PSAs about it. Even had Kobe come out and have some, you know, words about it. Myers Leonard. I mean, at this point. Uh, a hundred thousand, also maybe two hundred thousand, just to be like, look, come on, man, you, you really knew what you were saying, and uh, like you said, there's a real chance that he may not be back in the league. He wasn't playing much last year on the team that actually went to the NBA Finals. Right, he was averaging what two to three minutes a game, and he had a lot of DMPs even in the bubble. Right, and now he has a shoulder injury, so it could be the way out. The Miami Heat have a team option for next year. So I don't yeah. think he's coming back to Miami at all. Right, right. So now it's do other teams have value for him? And, it, and look, I mean, I'm not an NBA GM, but I feel like Myers Leonard at this point in his career is a jag, just another guy. So there's a real chance that he may not be playing in the NBA Again, um, let's now get to some other NBA news real quick. Uh, the Washington Wizards. Let's talk about them real quick. They got their the last game against. I mean, the last game before the All Star break, they faced the Los Angeles Clippers, defeated them, yeah. and it's the Jekyll and high nature of this team. We can beat the Lakers. Yeah, they didn't have. Anthony Davis, but they had a guy named LeBron James on the team. We could beat a Clippers team that had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play. And then then we lose these other games. That's the problem. And we beat the Brooklyn Nets twice. Twice. (laughs) Now, the first time it was before the trade, so it was just Harden and Katie. Right. Second time it was just Harden and Katie. Oh, no. No, 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 no. 
Kyrie and Katie the first game. The second game, it was Kyrie and Katie because Harden was injured or it was rest. Whatever the case, he didn't play that game. But either way, you're right. They beat the Brooklyn Nets twice. Had a very good game against the 76ers at the beginning of the year. So they can play well against good teams. It's just consistency. Mm-hmm. It's the consistency. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, they have been on the losing streak. Now, obviously, the last game before the All-Star break, they didn't have LeBron James. They didn't have Anthony Davis. I believe they didn't have Kyle Kuzma also. Look. But they only lost by two. <laughs> yeah. It was only but two. then who, who were they playing? Was it Sacramento? Hey. Yeah, the Kings. Yes. I mean, they almost, I guess those other players are pretty decent, then, I guess. The Kings are I'll trash, man. I, the Kings are, tw- yeah, they, but they're professionals, sir. No. Nah. They're professionals. <laughs> it's trash. <sighs> I was only a Kings fan because of Chris Webber, man. As soon as Chris Webber left that team, Chris Webber, Webber, Pager. Stojakovic, Mike Bibby, Vlade Divas, Bobby Jackson, Scott Pollard, Doug Christie, White Chocolate. At I one mean, point, uh, at one point, yeah, but they got really, really nice once they got Mike Bibby. Once they made that trade, um, one for Tim Donahue and in the cheating scandal, they would have beat the Lakers because that game six still haunts me as a fan of Chris Webber because that was the game they should have been in. They should have won to go to the NBA Finals. Oh, speaking speaking of Chris Webber, did mm-hmm. you hear? Um, maybe that's a great segue, and maybe something's come up that I don't know. But there's the finalist for the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. My man, there is Webber. Webber is obviously one of the finalists, and um, not just him. There's quite a few players: Marcus Johnson. Uh, Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh. Yes, let's start with Chris Bosh. He is he a Hall of Famer? I think he is. I mean, he's done enough. Even when he was in Toronto, he was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, made like okay. There was Vince Carter, yes, in Toronto, but after that, I mean, Chris Bosh kind of kept them relevant. Right, and, and obviously he left, and then obviously it was the next wave of uh, DeRozan and and um, and Kyle Lowry, and then obviously right. the team that ended up winning. But uh, yeah, he played well in Toronto, and then he was part of the the Heatles, the, yeah. the 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 big three in Miami. Right, he was one of the big threes, and he not only played well, he, did. he had great moments. In those in those four years, so and even on the championship runs, I mean, everyone talks about the Ray Allen three, but Chris Bosh had to go up there and get the ball to Ray Allen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's true. That's true. And then had a crucial block against, I believe it was Danny Green, to basically seal the game. Yeah, yeah, that's you right. Know? That's right. And that's on top of him averaging nearly 20 points in 10 rebounds, like on a team where he was the third option. 
Right. Like, come on. I think I think he's a surefire Hall of Fame. Marcus Johnson of the Bucks should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. I don't know why it's taking this long. Paul Pierce. What, what do you have to say about Paul Pierce? Yeah, he definitely gets him. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely deserving. You know what I'm saying? Especially those Celtics teams that he was with. You know what I'm saying? He even did his little thing with the Wizards. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he definitely he definitely should get it. Now, um, Chris, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to – no, go ahead. Go ahead because I was going to talk about another person. Who are you going to talk about? Lauren Jackson. Oh, yeah. She should be in the Hall of Fame also. Yeah. Multiple-time MVP of the WNBA. I believe won at least one WNBA finals. At least one, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. With Seattle, yep. Mm-hmm. Man, definitely did. Chris Weber, he should have been in the Hall of Fame already, especially when you take into account what he did in college, being Fab. part of the Fab Five and being the best player on the Fab Five. Should have already been there. I mean, if guys like Christian Leitner are in there because of their college performances, right, right, right. And I understand right. Christian Leitner won, I believe, two, two titles yeah. in college. And but then he was then he was on the uh, dream team. Yeah, <laughs> everybody forgot about that. Yeah. He was just on the team. You know, I know, I know the tradition that you get one college yeah, player, one college guy. Yeah. He was the guy. Should have been Shaq. Shaq still talks about that. Like it should have been him. But anyways, if if Christian Leitner could be in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame because of his college accomplishments, then Chris Webber should. When you especially count account for. The impact on the college game, right? The, the impact uniform. on 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 basketball culture. Mm-hmm. You know the black sneakers, black socks. I mean, people weren't doing that. The long shorts, long shorts. Even the just the black sneakers. Like it was really only Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan wore black with white socks in the postseason, right? Right, right. During the regular season, mm-hmm. you know. But the whole just changed the whole culture. And then he had a very good NBA career. Like people try to act like he's some bum in the NBA because he didn't win a title. No, he had a great career. In he was in an era where he still had to deal with Charles Barkley when he came to the league, played well against him. Carmelo, Dikembe, you know, other center. He had to play against centers like Dikembe and Shaq and the other power fours like Tim Duncan and and, and Kevin Garnett. And yes, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. Carl Malone, Chris, I mean, Charles Barkley, they're all better than him, but he still held his own. And it goes and this smooth with it. And then those runs with the Kings, like, come on. He should have been in there all uh, a while ago. I know there's some controversy because of what happened at Michigan and the accepting of money and all of that, but look, it's about time. Get him in. Michigan's letting him back. It's okay. Michigan's cool with it now. You know what I'm saying? Jawan Howard's killing it as a coach. Yeah, they're, they're cool with it. So, yeah, man, he should long, long overdue, long overdue. Uh, that'll wrap it up here for our NBA segment. Let's now get to our NFL segment. Talk about the big news in the NFL that made me very happy. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys came to a long-term agreement with Dak Prescott. They are the Dallas Cowboys. 
America's team. Do you know how excited I was when I heard the news? And it was real unexpected. I really was thinking he was going to be tagged again. So that's what I was just, I, I was just like, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I knew how happy you were when you sent the family a video. Mm. <laughs> mm. I he sent the family a video text message with the announcement of Dak being signed. Perfect. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's how, that's how happy you were. That was how happy you were. Because, I, no, but you know what? It was because you were going to have to leave the team. You know what I'm saying? I, you were going to leave as a fan. I, I was very serious. If they did not sign him and to a long-term deal, and he eventually walked, went to another team, I was no longer going to be a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I knew that was going to be extremely tough for me. Um you know, I probably would have ended up being a Raiders fan because I just like the Raiders silver and black and outside of the Cowboys. That's why you like the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, silver, the silver star. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, but I didn't want to do that. I really didn't want to do that. Um, the crazy thing is I just happened to see a tweet where my boy uh, Bernard Samuel was just like, oh, well, the Dak to DC was fun while it lasted. And I kind of was like, Hmm. When and then when was that even a thought? That was a thing, like the last, like the twenty-four hours before the 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 signing. Like there was a social media movement that was like Dak DC, <laughs> and people were not just people. NFL insiders were kind of like, hmm, like they were even beating the drums to that and saying, "Hey, it's a possibility." You know, that Dallas might let him walk and then Washington will be the team that that can definitely step in because not a, not they have Daniel Snyder as the owner. He's going right. to do whatever to get a player like Dak Prescott. But then also it was, you know, just because they they'll have cap like they need a quarterback and they, they can get cap space for him. That was like a thing 24 hours before the signing. So when my boy right. said, oh, man, that was fun while it lasted. And then I went through Washington football Twitter, and it was a thing. Like, <laughs> they were actually talking about this. So I was just like, oh, maybe this is a thing. Now, I'm glad it happened. Let's get to the specifics of the contract. Dak Prescott, four years, $160 million. $127 million of it is guaranteed. After the first year, he would have gotten seventy-five million. Yeah. After the first year. Yeah. And it has me thinking. Dak got his forty million a year. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and this is where the Cowboys really messed up. They should just sign him to a long-term deal earlier. It wouldn't have cost them this much. All he wanted was the four-year. That's all he wanted. <laughs> I just want four years. We want to fight. No, we want you for five. All I want is four. And then you end up giving them the four. At a price that was higher. Yeah. What was the other one? Was it four years, 133 or something like that? It was originally. It was. Yeah. It was something around that, around that. Yeah. That was a report. that's That's a big difference. It don't seem like it's a it's a, still a big difference, especially when you're paying out seventy five that first year. <laughs> That's crazy. What does this mean for the Dallas Cowboys, though? Then, I mean, well, at least this 
upcoming season, they ain't going to have nothing to get nobody for. But then again, you got to think about in the future, will they have the money to extend certain players like Amari Cooper or Ezekiel? You know what I'm saying? It could, it could end up being a, a, a current Green Bay situation. You know what I'm saying? Where there's a possibility that, you know, Zeke, they might say, hey, we're not going to franchise you and just let you go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we'll still try to get a contract going, but we're not going to franchise you. You know, it is what it is. Here's a good thing with Dallas for now. Cooper is locked up. Zeke is locked up. Right. Offensive line, contract-wise, are locked up pretty good. Jalen Smith, who I don't think is that good, but he's there. Lane Vander Esch, those guys are locked up. It's going to be the others that they're going to need help with. Right. Um, but at least the stars are there Right. for the next Three to four years. Right, right, right. So the window is now three to four years to win a Super Bowl. It gets real dicey after that. The NBA NFL salary cap took a dip due to last year's pandemic. Pandemic. Do you think the NFL should have just said, let's just keep the salary cap as it was last year? Like the NBA? The NBA say, yes, we know technically we don't have the money for that, but Let's just keep it how it was. I would think so because this upcoming season is going to be a lot better than it was last year. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, a lot of places are starting to open up, you know, allow more fans and the venues and stuff like that. So, hopefully, hopefully, you know, August comes around and they'll be able to have packed stadiums. Hopefully. But, uh, yeah, they should have kept it the same instead of dropping it. You know what I'm saying? That because usually in a regular season, in normal times, the cap would have raised up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for you to, unless they just lost so much money that they're like, we have to drop the salary cap, but that really makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of like y'all are just sticking to the to the rules like real hard and just like yeah. Well, the revenue is this. This is the salary cap now. Let's get to some other news in the NFL. Kenny Galladay was not assigned the franchise tag, so he'll be a free agent. Allen Robinson was assessed the franchise tag. Who are some other notable franchise tag players, Big Ben? Um, Well, I know that one that didn't get franchised was uh, Aaron Jones. Yes, you mentioned running, it. Running back for the Packers, which, you know, they're still going to try their best to get a contract for him and hopefully come to agreement. But it looks like right now, it looks like he's going to be one of the top free agents this offseason. Like, I would, as much as much as I love uh, our current running back with the rest of uh, with the football team. Nah. Or, sorry, nah. I wouldn't mind going after him. You know Washington slurs. Because <laughs> he only, uh, I think he was only getting like nine or 10 million, if that, for a year. So, hey, why not? A good running back like him with the, well, the former rookie now. That would be pretty dope. 
Godwin, Chris Godwin was given the uh, assigned the franchise tag for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I believe it's uh, Hunter Henry. Was Hunter Henry given the the, the tag, or was it just? Um, let me just look it up here. Yeah, just look it up. I, <laughs> I can't. I can't remember if he was or not. Well, Leonard Williams of the Giants was tagged. Mm-hmm. He was tagged. Oh, Brandon Scherf. Brandon Scherf of your Washington football team was tagged. What are your thoughts on Brandon Scherf? Because uh, bro football focus is going to say he's real good. The, the, the nerds say he's good. People who don't watch Washington football play consistently say he's good. But then, like, Washington football fans are kind of like, he ain't that good. Well, I mean, <laughs> compared to the rest of the line that we have, he's the greatest lineman ever. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, when you compare him to, well, no, I mean, he's been consistently in the Pro Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It, I mean, obviously, everybody thinks he's really good. But, I mean, compared, like, when you see him on the field with this team, He's doing his job, and everybody else just looks terrible. But I would say if you really compared him to the rest of the right tackles in the league or right guards, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's – I don't think the best. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. but for this team, for this team, he's literally the best offensive lineman we have, and we have to franchise him. We have to. We're, but then again, you know how we are. We don't like to tend to pay the right people, people extra money, you extra know, the crazy money. money. So, yeah, that's just one of the things, man. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't know. I just. Uh, I don't know how good he really is. He's a guard. And guards are. Like, you kind of don't really, unless you're, like, really an NFL aficionado where you watch hours of tape, you don't really watch what the guard is doing. You can tell when the tackles are playing bad because that, that edge rush is, <laughs> is or, or you can tell when tackles are playing well when when, when the edge rusher can't get, get to the quarterback or the defensive end. But, like, the guards, that's something, like, you really got to be paying attention to. So... Um, I, and I'm not going to act like I have time all day to do that. Um, I do know Quentin Nelson out of the Colts. He's really good, but other than that, I can't really like remember, you know, right, right, right. Who, who else are good when it comes to being a guard in the NFL? Um, you mentioned Aaron Jones. Yeah, I think he the the hot guy on the market coming up him and Kenny Galladay. That that's where I think is going to go. The NFL free agency. And then ends up, you know, all the other chips are going to fall where they be when it comes to NFL free agency. Let's now get into the our uh, quick hitters. Did you hear about 
former head coach of the Kansas Wildcats football team, Les Miles. Did you hear about him? Didn't he get fired, released, something like that? Or I'm thinking he, of somebody else. He, yep, they, they parted ways. <laughs> parted ways. Because a report came out from USA Today. Where... And this is wild. I guess, you know, the whole thing with Darius Geis. You remember Darius Geis? He had his issues in the NFL. Had the domestic violence in the NFL. USA Today did an investigative uh, reporting and realized that, okay, Darius Geis had issues at LSU. I think two accounts of two allegations of sexual assault. So then there was more digging about what was going on. Then things turned to Les Miles, who was the former head coach at LSU and the stuff that was happening there while he was there, he was accused of flirting with the women in the program, flirting with women students, making sexual advances, even kissing one of the women, mm-hmm. inviting them to uh, his, his uh, condo that he had. Mm. As as the head coach, they did an internal investigation somehow because the report says half of the board knew about the investigation and the other half didn't. Mind you, this is Bad Rouge where LSU is pretty much what keeps the city going. And right. and like people didn't even know about this. <laughs> like this ha- this stuff happened, they said eight years ago. They chose not to know about it. Yeah, the then athletic director that decided I want to fire him, but I can't. <laughs> so, uh, so he he mentioned that kind of in a in a in a report somewhere, but ultimately didn't happen. Well, now Kansas saw what happened with this report and said, "Yeah, he has to go." Do you think Kansas should have fired him for this? Yeah, why not? I mean, he he was coaching at Kansas. I mean. Kansas, Kansas football isn't really noticeable. <laughs> you understand? So, yeah. I mean, Kansas basketball, yeah. Good to go. Kansas football, yeah. It is what it is. Now, they were struggling. I believe they were winless in the division. I believe, or in the conference, I believe. So, that didn't help him. Um, I... It doesn't look like Kansas would have even known that this stuff had happened. So I don't even fault Kansas for hiring him in the first place. But hey, kudos right. to them for making sure that they got rid of him when the time came. Let's now get into our champion chump of the week. Every week we celebrate those that do well and we criticize those that do not. Thad. Who's your champ of the week? The Connecticut women's basketball team. Undefeated in the conference again. Another conference tournament championship again. And they only had one loss this season. And it was a fluke loss to Arkansas. But Arkansas is a pretty good team. So, yeah, UConn women's basketball. Gino Ariyama. 
Paige Bucklers, yo, that that team is going to be as good as they are right now. Next season is going to be even crazier with Azzy Fudd coming from St. John's. Mm. It's going to be ridiculous. Her and Paige are like best friends, yo. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be ridiculous. That was the one thing that be, with this pandemic that I, because I, I, I didn't get a chance to see her play live. I've only mm-hmm. seen clips of uh, of uh, Fudd play uh, on social media, but not live. And that's one thing I'm like, man, I wish I could have definitely seen her play this year. Uh, my champ of the week has to go to Dak Prescott. When you get that sort of deal out of an NFL team, you you are the champ of the week. Maybe want to chill. So yeah, Dak Prescott is my champ of the week. Big Dad, yo, who's your chump of the week? The Wake Forest men's basketball team. Wow. <laughs> no. No. Let people know why they're the chump of the week. So last night, I believe it was last night, they uh they were playing Notre Dame in the ACC tournament. You know what I'm saying? They were up at one point by like 15, 20 points. You know what I'm saying? And then the last quarter, Notre Dame came back, came back, tied the game up and everything um, with a couple seconds left to the game. Notre Dame came down, busted a three, game over. <laughs> Like I, wait for like they played no defense, bro. Like how do you how are you on a tie game? Have that much short time and you let him you let them get down to the other three point line. Now, granted, when the sh- three point shot was taken, he was still back off of the line, so mm-hmm. it was definitely still a deep three. But you let that guard get down to the three point line and just pass it back to his teammate and his teammate. Shot the three, man. Made it. Swish. Game over. Yep, yep, yep. Wake Forest men's basketball. They are Thad's chump of the week. My chump of the week goes to little baby, the rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let him hear it. Let him hear it. NBA All-Star Weekend was in Atlanta. I believe it was Bleacher Report. Yeah, Bleacher Report did a did a a wonderful job, by the way, when it comes to the production. They got four rappers to compete in a two-on-two basketball game. It was Two Chains and Little Baby versus Quavo and Jack Harlow. A lot of people know that Two Chains is considered good at basketball. He is played in college, didn't he? I guess. Well, they keep saying he played in college. I don't know what college it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. so, Alabama State. That's where he he played okay. at Alabama State. He played basketball, 6'6. Yes, he's older, so maybe that's why he kind of struggled. It's it's the pandemic. He probably hasn't been working out that much. Whatever. Quavo, the world told me Quavo was this like savant on a basketball court just a few months ago. They said he could play in the NBA, y'all. Yeah, yeah, people were saying people were legit. It wasn't trolling. People were legit like he could probably play in college right now and if given the chance can make it to the NBA because he was playing against some NBA player or playing not even playing against an NBA player. He was playing in a, a game with an NBA player. 
I was people were trying to convince me that he's really good at basketball. He didn't look that great. Jack Harlow, he could play defense. I give him that. Yeah. He's a little taller than I thought he was. I thought he would have been short. Right, right. Actually kind of taller. He's a little um a little stocky. Doesn't look yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But when you see him playing defense, it's like, okay, <laughs> you just can't put <laughs> him around. But it's little baby. Mm. Who did absolutely nothing on the basketball court? <laughs> so terrible. Absolutely nothing on the basketball court. He he contributed nothing to that team. Now, mind you, this game was first to twenty-one, and I believe it was. I believe no, they were going twos and threes. So not even ones and twos, twos and threes. And it took him like a whole hour to get to, to 21 points. No, 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 no. Was it twos and threes? It had nah, to- nah, because the three point was two points. Oh, it was? Yeah, yeah. Three okay. point. One and two. Yeah. Still. Yeah, it took real. It took, too took an hour to score 21 points <laughs> at the end of the first half, which was. And they, and they had a halftime. They had a halftime where the you know halftime started when you know the first team got to eleven, ended up being Quavo and and Jack Harlow. They got to twelve actually because of like you said the three point shot word, two point shot, and it was twelve to six. Two chains had all six points. Facts. The final score was twenty one to nine, and two chains had nine points. And a little baby was trying to stretch, and Jack Harlow had to show him how to stretch, and he just couldn't. <laughs> and then just running up and down the court, I'm like, "This dude doesn't play basketball. Like, why? Why they get this dude to come out here?" Then and he, about it is, people were saying he was going to be good in the game. Yeah, and then they were they were said that he had the Jordan was it the Jordan ones on? Yes, and that he had the ball. He had to be a baller. And yeah, it didn't look good at all. Terrible. One thing is when when you see people playing in Jordans, there's no in between. They're either like really great or they're like really garbage. Like there's no in between. I mean, who who wants the ball in Jordan ones anyways? You know what I'm saying? Compared to all the other Jordans, you play in Jordan ones. I don't don't get it. So yeah, man, little baby is my chump of the week because you're a chump. Let's now get into sports free zone. We take a break from sports. The COVID relief bill, the House should be or should have voted it already to put it into law. People are saying this is probably the best financial bill in the last 80 years. Have you been hearing that? I mean, I've been hearing something like that, but I'm just like, I'll wait till it happens. <laughs> you know, like everything else. I'll wait till it happens. So uh there will be stimulus checks. It is gonna be fourteen hundred, I believe, per adult. I excuse me, I believe. I still didn't get the second one, so I'll wait till it actually happens. You didn't get the second one? Nope. Cause I changed you know what? This is the thing. I think it's because I actually filed with my current address. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they made me mail it in for whatever reason. 
So did that, whatever. But I never got it. But then I found some people where, you know, they did the e-file of last year's return. I can't remember if they got the stimulus or not, but they hadn't even to up to today. They still haven't received their refund from last year, <laughs> but they filed this year and they got their refund back already. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> What's going on? Like y'all ain't even processed last year's returns. You know what I'm saying? Y'all even. Yeah. You need I don't know. You need, so to, we'll, you need to talk to your mom. That's what you need to do. No, I'm good. I, I mean, I'm just saying that I'm they saying, just didn't process it. That's I'm all. Saying, I'm saying you got to talk to her because she worked there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> you forgot no. she worked there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, knowing her, she'll be like, you know, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm they don't know what they're doing. You uh, obviously did what you were supposed to do. They just didn't do it yet. Uh, unemployment benefits were increased. Also, protections for uh, rent rent assistance, rental protections. Um, there was also child care. Stim- uh, child care benefits also. I forgot the exact term for it. You also- mean you mean everything that all the other countries do? <laughs> except us? Yeah, yeah. More this a- is just this is just on a bill that's gonna end in like a year or two, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But they've been doing this all this time, but no, we can't do it now. Yeah, you can't do it here. Small small businesses got more more assistance. Now, what isn't in the bill is uh the federal minimum wage going up to fifteen dollars per hour. And also the canceling of student debt. Let me say this to all of you all who think that the bill is worthless if those two things were not part of it. Because of how the bill was going to have to be written and how it was going to be voted on, if the federal minimum wage and the cancellation of student debt were in that bill it was going to require a 60 vote like 60 votes to pass it in the senate but because but because they put it as like a budget type bill just needed a simple majority and for those out there that that don't know this yet for adults that do not know this Yet in America, in the Senate, it is a 50-50 split with Democrats having the tiebreaker simply because of Kamala Harris, the vice president. So think about this. Everyone's voting on party lines. Republicans for sure are not voting for this. 50 right there. Got the 50 Democrats. It almost went to... The toilet when Joe Manchin of West Virginia was like, ah, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know, about this bill. It almost went to the toilet. Mm-hmm. And at the 11th hour, they had to really fix this stuff and, and make it better. So for, for those that are sitting there like, oh, it's worthless. Look, we they couldn't get it in this time. Right. Now, I'm not saying they should never get it in. 
eventually they probably needs a bill specifically for the federal minimum wage and a bill specifically for canceling student loan debt. But to try and fit it in with the COVID relief, it wasn't going to work. It was not going to work. So stop acting like, you know, Biden and his administration is doing nothing, especially when we had four years of nothing like this. You didn't hear any conversation about raising the federal minimum wage from the Trump administration. So the fact that they're even trying to entertain this is already a step. So I I don't want to hear any of that. Now, mind you, Biden does have four years. So let's wait and see. I know some people say he said he was going to do this in a hundred days. I'm just like, look, for you all, for you all to think this was getting done in the first hundred days, you all are the same people that voted for your school president because they said, I'm going to build a pool <laughs> on the roof of the school. And, and, and you all voted for them. And then a shock, like, you know, four years went through high school and I still don't see a pool on the roof. Well, yeah, you all are the same people. <laughs> or the, the, or the people that believe that all this was getting done in the first hundred days. Mind you, it's only been a month and a half since he's been in office. Or, so, or you know, they, they the same ones that, the, that uh, bought the ticket for the school elevator. Perfect. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. I've heard it. And there's no elevator until like a couple years later where we had, you know, the funny thing is they built the elevator because of a handicapped student. And it was literally the only reason why that elevator was built. That was it. Yeah, man. So, so for you all, it's just like, oh, well, he said it was going to happen in the first hundred days. Now, you know, I feel like I didn't, you know, my vote was wasted and uh, uh, we can see. Look, I'm not saying the dude is perfect as president, but come on. We had four years of terrible, of a terrible administration. Give this dude some time to clean up some of the messes. Like, come on. Like. Yo, they, they literally, all they heard was cancel of debt. And they were like, yo, that's it. Yes. But they, ne- they never asked, like, how much? <laughs> how much it would be? Or how long you have to do something until that debt's canceled? Like, there's programs, this canceled debt, there's programs already out here. And even in the federal government where they cancel your debt. People just don't realize it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you could literally work for the federal government for 10, I think it's 10 years, 10 years, 10 years straight. And they literally cancel your student loans, like completely cancel, not a certain amount. They just cancel it. You know what I'm saying? State of Maryland has some programs like that. Also, when it comes to public, when it comes to public service and all that, you work yeah. for non nonprofits. Yep. You yep. know what I'm saying? It is there. It's just, they just don't realize it. So yeah, it's gonna take a little time. It's just gonna take a little time. And you know what? Honestly, realistically, I don't think the federal minimum wage is gonna raise to fifteen dollars. 
not until at the earliest 2022 with the hopes that you could win some of these seats that are up right seats and that's what the thing now you people think that the presidential election just solved everything no and I'm, i'm like did you not see that it came down to two runoff votes in Georgia just to get a 50-50 split in the Senate. Right. Still got a lot of work to do, people. If you want to win these votes that need super majorities, you got to get more seats. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's what it is. Let's now get to the Oprah Winfrey interview with Prince Harry and Princess Meghan Markle. Did you watch any of it, Big Fan? No, I ain't watch any of it. But uh, you know, I seen some some clips, some news clips about it and stuff like that. And uh and then the memes started popping up. <laughs> Meghan Markle and Prince Harry spoke about their time while being part of the royal family. They spoke about what caused them to decide to uh leave. The UK and pretty much distance themselves from the royal family. Princess Meghan Markle spoke about how, you know, the royal family was focused on the complexion of their unborn child at the time, how dark the child was going to be, how that was a topic of conversation, how they didn't treat her well, and pretty much it was based around race and uh prince harry spoke about how the marriage to Meghan markle caused a rift between his brother and his father and even the grandmother went on and on and on about that now big fat what up any of those uh revelations were any of them shocking to you (laughs) no not at all not at all i mean considering what happened with Diana? You know what I'm saying? Like how they treated her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not in that line of lineage or however you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Like Diana, no way Diana should have been princess. Meghan Markle, no way she should have been princess. You know what I'm saying? If they had their way, she would have never been involved at all. You know what I'm saying? But Mm-hmm. No, nah, it's not surprising at all. You know, I mean, I'm not surprised with a lot of things we see here in the United States where we're like, oh, no. Are you sure there's no way? Yeah, that all came from there, y'all. <laughs> there's a segment of the population that thought that the marriage between Prince Harry and Princess Meghan Markle was going to end up unifying the races did you did you hear any of that on social media i heard something like that but i was like nah, this i don't know who these people are yeah they just don't know how the world works no, man. no not at all they do not know how the world works like i'm not shocked now obviously even though i'm not shocked they made great it made for a great interview oh yeah no I, doubt about it, no doubt just about because it. nothing was shocking doesn't mean that the interview was not good. The interview was done really well by Oprah Winfrey. There was uh, revelations about how they were. Uh, do you know where they 
who housed them when they came to the uh, U.S.? No, I can't remember who did. Tyler Perry. Oh. Who would have thought Tyler Perry would have been on in this man? Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Tyler Perry assisted them with a house and I believe some security, things like that. Um, Meghan Markle even spoke about her postpartum depression, even spoke about, I guess you could say prepartum. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. Yeah. She said the royal family was mistreating her so bad that she got into a depressive state that she even contemplated suicide while she was pregnant. Asked for help, and they were like, nah, that doesn't look good for the institution. Yes. You know what I mean? The insti- Here you go, folks. They are an institution. Not a family, an institution. That does it right there. So, yeah, so that came out. Now, 17 million people watched that on Sunday. They said that was competing with NFL postseason games with those ratings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like uh, that, that's the amount of people. Mind you, it was going up against the NBA All-Star game at the same time. Did very, very, very good when it came to ratings. Um, if you have not checked the interview, make sure you go and check it out. Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, <laughs> several allegations of sexual misconduct. There's even a photo of him where he's at a wedding where one of the um guess. One of the, yeah, one of the plaintiffs, one of the victims said that, yeah, you know, I was at a wedding and he, we were talking and he grabbed me pretty close to him and embraced me. Mind you, she did not even know that there was a photo of this. It was after her allegation. That's when the New York Times found the photo was like this. And then. The victim was like, yeah, that's exactly the time when it happened. He even... It looked so bad, dude. Yeah, it looked so bad. Like, it looked so bad. And the thing is, I think they said that uh, he had first asked to kiss her or whatever. Yes. She never answered the question. And then you see the picture with his hands on both sides of her face, like, trying to pull her face in. And you just see the look on her face, like, yeah, get off me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't know if you heard. Did you hear about the uh, the incident with the journalist and the uh, hot dog? The journalist and the hot dog? Yes. No. He was at a fair, like, you know, like the county fair, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And sitting at a table. And the journalist had a hot dog. And for lack of better words, he's like, are you going to just take it all whole? Oh, jeez. The glizzy. Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Ugh. Man. And the thing is, like, they, from what have said, that the journalist had laughed about it. But, like, even then, it's kind of like, yo, this man... You just wild, dude. Yeah, that's 
That's ridiculous. I think we have. Let me see if I can show a photo of how this. Uh, let me. Uh, 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 I'm playing around with the stream. Boom, boom. Let me. Uh, let me see. This is what happens when you try to do things on the fly. But I mean, if you need to crop me out, crop me out. That's fine. Nah, nah, oh, is, nah, here it is. I couldn't remember what it was. I had to go share screen. Boom. Let me. Let me. Let me show y'all what this looks like here. Boom. I, I don't know. I don't know if y'all can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Good. Okay. See the see right here. Boom. Yeah, That's dude, the embrace that dude. we're talking about. Yeah, the one on the far right, y'all. All right, far right. All right. Yeah. I probably should have tried the. I should have been more prepared to show you all this, but come on, man, do the Mac, do the Mac, uh, two finger slide across the zoom in. <laughs> Yo, the look on her face is like she about to cry. It's like she's just about to cry, like something just happened. She's about to cry, and you just see his face, like I'm coming in. Like it's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Boom! Here we go. Here we go. Look at that face, man. And like his fingers are behind her neck. You know what I'm saying? He did this knowing that there's hundreds of people around him and that cameras are around. Yeah, it was it, somebody's wedding. It, yes. Like why? He's the governor. Like. They were taking photos of him because he was there. Mm-mm. There was press there. He did this with press there. He didn't do this in the hallway or in the bathroom. Right. Like this right. was in the event. Mm-mm. And you know what? In his mind, it was nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like in the moment, he w- he wasn't thinking that this was like sexual harassment or anything like that. Do you think he should resign as governor of the state of New York? Man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Not because of that picture, but if these allegations are like legit, legit, yeah. You just got to resign, bro. Yeah, I think he should. Especially, it's just causing too much problems for the state of New York. Um, yeah, man. Well, you know, look, look. See, this is the thing, though. You got, you know what? This is what they need to do. Like New York City and all that should just have their own governor, yo, and just <laughs> let him be Albany and all that other place up top. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, like when people think of New York, they literally think of New York City. That's mm-hmm. New York. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Oh, man. I, I think he should he should resign, especially with the amount of allegations that are coming out. Yeah. Definitely. definitely yeah, yeah. Uh Black Lives Matter, the organization report came out that they received nearly $90 million worth of donations last year. Michael Brown Sr., the father of Michael Brown Jr., who was killed by a Ferguson police officer in 2014, is requesting that the Black Lives Matter organization donate $20 million to his causes in Ferguson, Missouri, for the community center that they built in honor of Mike Brown and some of the other programs that are in 
Ferguson, Missouri, and he states him and his attorney state that Black Lives Matter really blew up after Mike Brown's death and that, yes, it was a social movement, but it's a social movement that turned into an organization that profited off of the incident. And Michael Brown Sr. is just saying, hey, look, y'all got 90 million in donations last year. Can we get some of it here on the ground? Other local chapters of the Black Lives Matter organization have also been asking for more transparency with the amount of funds that they've gotten and what the plan is. So this isn't something that just came out of the blue that Michael Brown Sr. came up with. Local chapters around the country have also been wondering. The uh, organization put out a statement said, yes, we did receive $90 million in donations last year. But in previous years, there were years we didn't really receive much of anything that can get past our overhead. And um, But they said they do have plans to disperse funds to specific needs. They have already given out micro grants which are uh like they have thousand dollar um i believe they were thousand dollar uh like grants to just people like people in need they've given out i believe 300 of them i believe or 30 of them it's not a 30 or three but they've done that already and that they plan on doing stuff what do you think (sighs) This is the thing with the the organization, Black Lives Matter. They already came out under some heat last year because of the manifesto that they had. I believe the wording of the manifesto wasn't the greatest, but I understand the statement that they were trying to make. One that specifically stuck out was that the organization was trying to break the nuclear family. And that doesn't sound good, but when you actually read what they were trying or what they what that means for them, basically they were tr- saying that we're trying to open the eyes to people that a family isn't just a nuclear family. A family could be any group of people that live together consistently, and especially in today's culture, you're going to have uh, homosexual families. You're going to have families that are... Um, part of other parts of the LGBTQ community. And that was the point that a family isn't just a father, mother, and children family is people who live together routinely, but the statement breaking up the nuclear family definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I think they've had moments of this where things are not as clear as they should. And then now you're combining the the funds, the how much money they got in local chapters are wondering, well, what's happening with it? Right. I think that's the problem. And I think what sucks about this is this country is still racist. And the racists in this country are going to say, you see, I shouldn't be focused on Black Lives Matter because the organization is not on the up and up uh, allegedly. When yeah. really there's a difference between the actual organization and, and just the movement. general movement that yo black lives matter. So I think that's that's one of the big big issues that's happening now. 
Um, yeah, that's. I think that that's the big problem right now. That's happening. There's a there's a big disconnect, and because you know the country's still a racist country, we're still having these issues. What do you have to add on that specific topic? Yeah, I mean, I think he's his father's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you blew up as an organization because of my son's death. We're doing things here, charity wise and everything else. Like, help us out. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to think about it. Before George Floyd, people completely forgot about the organization. Like, completely forgot about the organization. Then, when everybody was rising up saying Black Lives Matter, they weren't talking about the organization when everybody was rising up in that movement. They weren't talking about the organization. But everybody else outside of the movement or those who didn't know what was going on or those who just didn't care, their whole thought process was this was Black Lives Matter again. Mm. The organization, not an actual movement. So, like I said, when everything first popped off, I said they kind of want, they. I think they need to get that hashtag of the movement changed somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, so nobody thinks that they're one in the same, even though they're for the same cause, but a movement and the organization are two different things, but it all ended up meshing together. You know what I'm saying? So people that were like, oh my God, look what Black Lives Matter was doing, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Look, they're back at it again. Not realizing that they still had that disconnect. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? And I've had this I've had this argument with other folks that I know, you know, black and other races about this whole thing. And it was just like they were like, Oh, we didn't think of it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like they they thought the organization was this and this organization was the ones behind this movement. And it was like, no, the movement is behind the people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not an organization. But I didn't. I was doing a little research on them, and I didn't realize they're a global network. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not a movement. You know, not that Black Lives Lives Matter movement. The organization is a global network. I didn't realize they were that big. Yep, yep. Um, let's end this segment on a ratchet note. A woman went down to Atlanta for All Star Weekend Uh-oh. with four hundred dollars in her bank account. Went on a one-way ticket, <laughs> expecting that her unemployment would have kicked in. Oh no! And realized that did not kick in, and now she needs to find a way back to New York. Now, to me, the story is sketchy because unemployment don't kick in on the weekend. No, nah, not at all. It shouldn't. I don't care what state it is. Based on how unemployment works, you can't file until Sunday <laughs> for the last, the previous week. Right, right, right. So it's not going to come until Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, depending on the state that you're in. Yeah, two business days. 
Well, it was Sunday night. She puts up a GoFundMe talking about, I need money to get back to New York, and I need $1,200 to get back to New York. And I'm just like, something's fixy. But either way, she went to All-Star Weekend with $400 on her bank account. (laughs) Like, how irresponsible irresponsible is it? Like, come on. On a one-way ticket. Mind you, it probably costs you more to do a one-way ticket twice than just a round trip. Right, right. You should have got Southwest. You sh- should have booked early. Should have done the, the round trip. You might have had $200 in your pocket. You might have ran out of money, but you knew you had a flight back home. Right. <laughs> Instead of just having 400 and now blowing it, and then now can't you get back home. Way back home. Like, come on, man. Did she think somebody was going to pay for her one one way flight back or something? And like, see, that's where the rumors come up. <laughs> People are saying maybe she went to Atlanta to, you know, you know, profit off of her 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 being. And um, you know, also also they thought maybe she went that rumors started going around how she went down there. Looking for a man, and uh, it just got real nasty on, 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 on Twitter, man. Hilarious. It, it was just like, yo, how did you go to All Star Weekend with four hundred dollars? Right. Like, like that's it. Like four hundred dollars in your bank account. And look, th- someone's gonna say, yo, you must be some elitist to think that because some people. Don't have that kind of money at a given time. Look, I understand. But that's also a reason why you shouldn't go to Atlanta during right. All-Star Weekend. Right. Because All-Star Weekend, you know everything's a premium. You didn't just go to Atlanta on a regular weekend. It is All-Star Weekend. You know the party's going to cost more. You know you're going to want to go to the clubs. You know you're going to want to go to other events. Yes, $400 is not enough. Like a dinner alone might be $100. Right, like you. (laughs) When you go to these towns for these large events, look, you gotta have money to go. If you don't have money, don't go. You know how many times the reason why I haven't been to Texas to watch a Cowboys game in Texas, I've seen them play in numerous cities close by, but the reason I have not gone to see them. In Arlington, Texas, or Irvin back in the day, is because I did not have extra money to cover everything no. while I went down there. No. <laughs> like, and then when I did, things happened. If you don't have it, you can't go. Unless- like, I'm, now I'm kind of wondering, like, yo, where did she stay? You know what I'm saying? Did she stay with friends? Did she get a hotel room? Like, like I have so many questions, man. I have so many questions, but. All I can do is laugh. That's it. And then, uh, actually, we can save this one for next week. Let's just move on to our women in sports history. Let's do a quick segment before we get out of here, especially since we don't have a guest this week. Let's talk about the notable accomplishments, milestones for women in sports. Let's start with the Title IX Act. President Nixon makes Title IX a reality. Title IX is the law that pretty much in layman's term dictates that in order to receive federal aid, that schools have to have 
equal sports for both men and women or comparable sports, or they have to have equal amount of sports on each for each gender. So we do know, obviously, football is mostly or football is a men's sport. Well, on the women's side, you got to have a sport that is extra. So at these NCAA schools and even um, high schools, you know, for you to get federal funding, let's say your school has eight male sports. It has to have eight women's sports or has to show that there really is not enough students or enough interest for us to have the eight sports. And even then, I think it's something when I saw it in a report, it's like, okay, you can have seven, but you have to like really prove that the young girls or the young women are not participating. So, but in 1972 became a reality, which uh, then allowed for women's sports to really blow up, especially on the collegiate level. Is when you started really seeing the names of women uh, basketball players like Nancy Lieberman, who at one point people said, yo, she might be able to play in the NBA. You had Cheryl Miller, Lisa Leslie, yeah. and, the, and the names go on of these great women, especially when it comes to basketball. Uh, Wilma Rudolph, she won three gold medals in 1960. As a track and field star, that was definitely huge for women's sports. Remember the 99 World Cup game or the World Cup team, U.S. World Cup? Yes. With Brandi Chastain with the, when she had the penalty kick. But they uh, that women's team was really good. Mia Hamm, Brandi Chastain. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a- who are some other players on that team? That Oh, man. You make I, I do remember me and Ham and Brandon yeah. Chastain. Those are the Got ones. To. Oh yeah, those are the the best on the team right there. Mm-hmm. Especially me and Ham. You know what I'm saying? There hasn't really been a player like that since uh this last group. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that team is crazy. I can't give you other names though. You ever heard of the Battle of the Sexes? I've heard of it. I can't remember why, though. That was the title of the match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. Now, I'm going to read an excerpt from Business Insider. Although Riggs' chauvinistic personality was exaggerated for publicity, he still caught the ire of women whose athletic talent had been belittled by men. After defeating Margaret Court in two sets, he found another taker. King, who agreed to a lucrative financial offer. The second battle of the sexes occurred in the Astroderm Dome, excuse me. And King proceeded to make quick work of Riggs, defeating him in straight sex sets. 6-4-6-3-6-3. Landmark victory served as proof that women's tennis deserve recognition at a high level sport. So I think they've had a a bunch of them since. Yes. Yeah, that's that's why it was really familiar to me. I think let's talk about this real quick. Mm. Serena Williams. Yeah. Serena we Williams. We have a battle of the sexes even yeah, even right now. But let's say they had it a couple years ago. But right now, how many of the top male tennis players do you think she could beat? 
Ooh, man. I mean, Federer and Nadal is going to be a very big challenge for her, I would think. I think she beats Andy. No problem. Andy who? Andy. Uh, Roddick? Yeah. Oh, I was I like, think, ooh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, he did yeah. retire, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think she beats him, no problem. Um, Pete Sampras in his prime, I think she beats him too. But Federer and Nadal, I think uh, it's going to be a real good challenge. I think it'd be a very good match between them two and her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think she beats... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Jovic, or yeah, whatever his name is. <laughs> Jokic, Jovic, yeah, Djokovic, Djokovic, yeah, yeah, uh, um, um, yeah. I know, I know you mean. I can't remember his first name. <laughs> Other notable milestones for women in sports: Catherine Switzer became the first woman to compete in Boston Marathon in 1967. Um, Bobby Gibb was the first woman to compete in the Boston Marathon, but Catherine Switzer was the first woman to officially compete in it, entering the race under the gender-neutral name KV Switzer. She was given a race number and eventually strong resistance from race official Jock Simple, who shouted, get the hell off my race and give me those numbers, while attempting to rip off her number as she was running. Fortunately, her boyfriend was there to help fend him off, enabling her to finish the race. Women were allowed to participate in the marathon five years later. Wow. Like he, he tried to strong armor. Yes. yes wow. Yes. Uh, Danica Patrick became the first woman to win an Indy car race in 2008. Uh, her promising racing career began with Rookie of the Year honors for both the 2005 Indy Car Series and the 2005 Indianapolis 500. She led the Indy 500 late and finished in second place. But her first win didn't come until three years later when she stole the show at the Indy Japan 300, becoming the first woman to win an Indy race in any major U.S. sanctioned open wheel race. She finished the 2008 Indy Car Series in sixth place, her highest finish to date. And um, before we get out of the segment, one last key thing in women's sports, UConn's action, two of them. Let's start with the WNBA, tipped off in 1997. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember the first game? That I don't remember. First game was between the New York Liberty at the L.A. Sparks. Okay, okay. And I even remember who scored the first basket, Penny Toller. Oh wow! Okay. I just remember that because that was a big thing. Which I mean, obviously it was the it was a layup, like first basket. Right. That was a big thing. The WNBA. I don't want to. I don't. This can take a whole episode, but I'll say this: when I was younger, then. The, the WNBA has had ebbs and flows of excitement. Right. And I feel like we're in an era now where it's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting again. You know the saying? beginning, it was exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lull in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like it hit year 10, 
it started taking a dip. And I feel like the last five years, it's been like, okay, every year is getting better and better. And, um, but the league is, okay, we said 1997, almost 25 years. Right. So, (laughs) you know, it's still in good shape. Can it be better? Oh, yeah, by far. By far. For sure. And to wrap up this segment, UConn women's basketball, who you gave the champ of the week, they went on a 90-game winning streak from 2008 to 2010. Look, when it comes to college basketball teams, they got to be in the top three of all time, men or women. Oh, yeah, by far. Like them, them and some of the Tennessee teams, Tennessee women's teams, by far. Complete domination. Domination. Mm-hmm. Like, like they, they've had multiple, multiple years of just being undefeated nonstop for like 90 plus games. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. Like they'll go through a spurt of like three or four years straight and then something happens and then they start it back up again. You know what I'm saying? It's wild. Yep, yep. That'll wrap it up here for our part two of Women in Sports History. Big Thad. Yes, sir. Getting out of here. You got any last parting words for everyone out there listening right now? Yeah, shout out to our women, man. Shout out to our women. You know, International Women's Day was that the day. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all the women in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Definitely thank them for their support, their mentoring, uh, Pretty much anything. You know what I'm saying? Just thank them. Thank them so much. Yep, yep, yep. I emphasize those sentiments. Big fed. Before we get out of here, shout out to OSS 980, Harold D. Jeff Aaron, Soggy Nachos, Shut Your Face with Bernard, Neil, and some. Uh, Just Bear With Us podcast, the We Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. Uh, what You Expect. Fourth and thirteen. Also, the curls and sports podcast. We had Erica Fernandez last week. Missed that episode. Make sure you check out episode one forty seven. Make sure you check that out. Also, thank you to everyone out there who are watching right now on the live stream, and everyone out there who listens when the podcast is released. Big shout out to my man Miggy Miguel Edwards, aka Miggy. Thanks for tuning in. Greatly appreciated. Uh, Until next time, everyone, sports reality. Peace. Peace.